1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of Premiership action. Up the top, Rangers head to Tyne Castle while Celtic host Livy. Managerless Saberdeen entertains St Mirren as well as Kelly Dundee United. And there's another cracker near the bottom between Motherwell and St Johnston who'll have Nicky Clark available after winning his red card appeal from Ibrooks on Saturday. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley. Real interesting Wednesday uh, fixtures for us, Gordon, tonight. Um, really looking forward, like everybody else, probably to the Hearts v Rangers game. But the last game you mentioned there, Motherwell v St. Johnson. Um, a bit of controversy, sorry, I can't get the word out, of uh, Nicky Clark's red card getting overturned. VAR, come on. W- what is the point? What is the point? You know, we've got it there. He still gets the red card and now it's been overturned. But really looking forward to see how that one goes. And then the Hearts v Rangers game. Yeah, a, a massive night of football tonight. Um, Hearts for Rangers, it's a real test for Rangers tonight. Um, Celtic at home, Olivia, Olivia going well, but you'd expect Celtic to take care of that one. And then, um, big one for me, Kilmarnock v Dundee United. Kilmarnock sitting bottom of the table, so it's a huge game for them tonight. 01419511025, that is the number you need. Five big games in the Scottish Premiership, including a home game. At Celtic Park For you Celtic fans So loads of you Will be out and about Heading to the game Hearts against Rangers Is one of the standout ties In the Scottish football calendar Kelly Dundee United Motherwell St Johnston Massive six pointers Near the bottom Aberdeen don't have a manager They're playing against St Mirren Oh and by the way It was the transfer deadline Last night as well You have absolutely no excuse To not get in touch tonight 0141 951 1025 Let's talk about the games tonight So many stories And let's look back on last night Rate your window Rate your transfer window With the guys 0141 951 1025 We'll get stuck into the nitty gritty Of that Marvin Bartley um, I don't know how busy it was At Queen of the South But overall I felt like there was A fair bit of movement In Scotland last night No there was uh, It was an interesting window A real interesting one um, You know I'm going to speak about Hibs first Keeping in hold of Kevin Nisbet Looked fantastic And then all of a sudden He pulls up a hamstring mm. injury um, Not so great But yeah I think for them That could have been The best signing that they made Ryan Portridge was always Going to leave um, But keeping hold of him Definitely Obviously Rangers Bringing in a couple uh, Really interesting to see How they integrate them to Into the team um, but a lot of people were saying our Rangers needed more signings. I wasn't at all surprised with Michael Bill, you know, only bringing in two. I think the squad's really strong. I think they had a lot of injuries. So when those players begin to come back, they'll do fairly well. But as you said, it was a busy one. Tony Watt as well, moving again. 52nd club. Um, you know, he landed at St. Mirren. But listen, you know what you get out of Tony. You have four or five months of great, great football get a full-time contract and then you'll then... try and sign him at Queen of the South <laughs> exactly um, I can't be Marvin's right there was loads there was loads of movement a lot of strikers moving it seemed that that seemed to be the theme of the evening yeah there was loads of movement your team got in a number of bodies um, again um, that'll be interesting to see how that works out a lot of bodies coming in and um, speaking to you before the show they're still looking for for more players free agents Kilmarnock I was a little bit surprised by by them Lafferty um, leaving the club at the last minute um, was strange and then not bringing in a striker when Ollie Shaw also leaves I think it's a strange one um, so I think they'll be in the free agent market um, so yeah loads to talk about um, some 
some big movement obviously um, for Rangers and, and as Mav says I think the big thing for Rangers is the players coming back they've had a lot mm. of players missing for long periods of this season and then players coming back are like new signings as well Come on then rate your transfer window or preview tonight's fixtures or do both it's all there for you 01419511025 particularly you Celtic fans because you'll be out and about in this area uh, you'll be heading to Celtic Park any Rangers fans heading through to Tynecastle pick up the phone I'd love to share that pre-match build-up with you Because I'd much rather be going to a game Than be standing looking at these two Especially him And he's, he's, <laughs> he's got his new Queen of the South tracksuit on tonight Showing it off Unbelievable. Had work today, Gordon <laughs> Let's whet your appetite then At Tynecastle first We've got Hearts against Rangers Gabriel is looking ahead to that one Yes, thanks Gordon. It's second versus third here in the capital city and although there are 16 points between the two sides, Hearts will feel this is their best chance to take something from this fixture in a long time. They're on a brilliant run of form. They've not lost in 10 games. The last team to beat them... Rangers and we know the Jers themselves have impressed under Michael Beale he's unbeaten in his 10 matches only one draw to his name as well they've not lost in this fixture since 2020 pre-pandemic and Rangers have also won twice against the Jambos already this season including a four goal demolition here back in October now Antonio Cholak scored twice in the first half an hour on that day the striker could be set to make his first start in nearly four weeks this evening uh, speaking to Michael Beale earlier this week he hinted he could play two up top and we've rarely seen Cholak partner with Alfredo Morelos together uh, so keep an eye out for the team news when it does come uh, we believe deadline day edition Nicholas Raskin will miss out on the squad due to work permit issues they'll have to wait for that but it should and he is likely to be available for the weekend against Ross County. As we know, there are players returning like Cholak, but there are still long-term injury concerns, including Kimar Roof, uh, amongst others. Ryan Jack is expected to make the squad, though, after coming through a tight calf. For the hosts, they've got several long-term absentees as well, including Captain Craig Gordon, although Xander Clark has impressed in his stead in the sticks. Cammy Devlin and right-back Michael Smith are touch and go. Now, speaking to Beal, he said he's been really impressed with the work that County part Robbie Nielsen has done here and he claimed it's the strongest heart squad he has seen yet it should be a cracking game under the lights as ever here at Tynecastle I'll bring you the team news as soon as I get it come on Rangers fans if you're heading through no Nicholas Raskin but will Todd Cantwell keep his place will Fashion Sakala come back in will we after months of debate see Cholak and Morelos up front together Give us your thoughts Rate your transfer window as well What about Celtic Park Andrew McLean Livingston the visitors tonight yeah, two sides here who didn't do any deadline day business in terms of incomings between them. So no brand new faces on display tonight. Both teams doing their business early. So have settled squads heading into February. A wee bit of back and forth about budgets though in the build-up to this one. David Martindale saying Celtic can spend somewhere between 40 and 50 times what they can. Postacoglu responding by jesting that Martindale mentions that type of thing on a weekly basis. But David Martindale has set out exactly how they'll approach this game. He says they can't be expansive. They need to be conservative. Make sure they're competitive as the game goes on and then see if they can make the right changes late on to get something out of this game. There won't be any change of approach from Celtic though because there never is under Ange Postacoglu who will be looking for his team to do the work in the same way they always do and try and extend this unbeaten domestic run that stretches all the way back to September. Not really many injury worries 
for either team. The bonus for Livingston, though, is the return of Joel Nubley. He's been out injured since the last time these two teams met here at the end of December. Lovely night for it, too. The rain absolutely hammering down on this surface that Ange Postacoglu hasn't been too happy with of late either. The team news, I'll get that to you shortly. Come on, then. If you're heading through to Celtic Park, why not give us a call? Let us know what you're hoping for. No deadline day business, because Celtic are a bit... More organised than that these days Not leaving it till the last minute uh, What will we see uh, from Ange Postacoglu's side tonight? 01419511025 Andy is a Celtic fan to kick things off How's it going Andy? Hi I'm good thanks How are you guys okay? Very well thank you What's your point tonight? I, I, I sort of a, a mixed couple of points uh, One of the points I came on about was uh, Nicky Clark's red card being rescinded um, Nicky Clark's red card has been rescinded uh, VAR's in place so, so we get to see everything as it is uh, Willie Collum chose not to bother Going to have a look at that So Nicky Clark in turn has spent 36 minutes on the pitch against Rangers They've chose to overturn his red card uh, The same player could play against Celtic On Saturday or Sunday I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday but, uh, And score So at what point did the SFE Actually start to sanction the referees, because there wasn't just one bad decision in that game, there was three. Um, as regards the game tonight, I think Celtic, uh, Livingston will be their normal self. It'll take them a wee while to break Livingston down, as they always are hard to break down. But I think Celtic will win it. But I think the comfortable or the, or the good money is on watching the Rangers game, because I think Rangers could, could sustain some damage tonight. You're not going to watch the Rangers game at the expense of your own team, are you, Andy? No, I didn't say that. Oh, I was just checking. I, I was just checking. Uh, no, I was just making sure you were okay and clear on that, though. Um, Andy made a couple of points there mixed together. He's right, right. The first one, I had a feeling this would get tongues wagging tonight, and understandably, if Nicky Clark gets sent off at the weekend and we have VAR and he then wins said appeal, that is not a good look, obviously. Yes. No, it's not a great look at all um, for, for the referee, for the, for the person who's sitting in the VAR room, who I'm unsure of who it was. Um, it doesn't make sense to me, and I, I completely understand what Andy's saying. I'm sure Nicky Clark would be extremely frustrated. Callum was frustrated after the game. I think everyone watching knew that it wasn't a red card, and, and the fact that Willie wasn't told to go across to the screen and have a look like he was with the Ryan Jack booking, again, you know, sometimes it would be good mm. if they came out and gave us answers. And this is the bit that really frustrates everyone, Cammy, like more than, than the rest of it, because there, 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 is a, there is a potential there for the VAR to, to say, well, it's not so much that I thought it was a red, it's that I didn't think it was a clear and obvious error, which I don't really know how you... Do you see the distinction there? Like that, that is potentially what the VAR could hide behind. I don't think fans necessarily... Buy that stuff because we've we've been through this with VR. What you know, what's clear and obvious. Yeah, I think it's just common sense. Like if if the VR ref thinks there's anything more in it, then Willie Collins should go over to the the screen. That's what it's there for to go and have a look. And I, I just it was a really poor decision. Ultimately, we've we've again went round in circles. We've had to go and mm-hmm. go through an appeal, which is the second time this has happened this season. And obviously, it's been overturned. And we've got cameras there on the day of the game, so it shouldn't affect. The game for St Johnston And that did That took a huge effect on The way St Johnston could Approach the rest of the game I suppose the, uh, Cammy's right This happened earlier in the season It happened with Tony Watt He got sent off for Dundee United He then won an appeal During the week So uh, I suppose if, if you're trying to Look at the process It's 
It's different eyes The appeals panel Is just different eyes That go on it It's not former referees At this point remember It's just yeah. an independent so, Going back to Tony Watton Gordon yeah. I was at the, the referees Meeting at the VAR studios right. and, and again Crawford Allen Still mm. believes That's yeah. a red card So I, I, Which I'm amazed at yeah. That he thinks Tony Watts one's He's he's basically saying Look mm-hmm. The appeals um, process panel Is a lawyer And, and two yep. other guys That It's not referees yeah. So I, I, like, yeah, like I said, none of this is, is that I'm not saying this to make anyone feel better about it. It's clearly a, it's not a good look, but just to try and understand the process, it does then go to an independent panel, not former referees. So it's just different eyes, and they then don't think it's a red. So that is an understandable process, but it kind of leaves the, the association or the referees with egg on their face, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I know sometimes, because I've been for a few appeals myself mm-hmm. and won a few, um, sometimes the referee actually looks back themselves and say that that wasn't a red card. So sometimes doesn't even go, you know, to a panel of people who will look at it and say, right, I don't think it is. Sometimes the referee will hold their hands up and say it. So I'm, I'm not sure what happened here. I'd like to think that Willie did look back at that and say, listen, that's not a red card. But as you said, Gordon, it doesn't look good mm. for referees at all. What I did wonder, in a, a wider sense, if you've got VAR... Is there the same need for the appeals process? Now I can I can hear people say, oh, you can't scrap the appeals process, but it does leave this sort of weird scenario. Um, and it happens in England as well. Was it Douglas Louise for Aston Villa? Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with him earlier this season. You get a red card, but with use of VAR, and then, and then the, but you can still kick in the appeal and then it gets overturned and it just leaves everyone looking a bit daft. I, I, think, I think we do need the appeal It's been... Proven because of this, every, because it's still yeah, the wrong look, decision. Okay, look, it's the yep, wrong fair. decision. So uh, until we start getting decisions right, and we've got far too many decisions wrong this season for me, um, even with VR, it's going to take time to to obviously build mm-hmm. the process and, and trust the process. But for me, that they still need the the appeal process yeah. definitely. Yeah. Andy, I think you speak on behalf of a lot of football fans who who make up similar points on this show when they phone in and say, "Well, what's going to happen to the refs? How do they get away with making these mistakes?" And and we, we should punish the refs. To, do you think that makes them better though, or is it just about punishing them? You know, what, what's the thought process there? Well, I think you have to have a look at. Uh, 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 you don't like singling anybody out, but I think you have to look at Willie Collum. Willie Collum's a regular offender. I mean, I remember being at Celtic Park probably over ten years ago when his back was turned to Kurt Broadfoot and gave a penalty kick. I mean, this isn't a new thing with Willie Collum, but one of the interesting things about that decision uh, at the weekend was that Willie Collum didn't go to look at the, the, the TV monitor, yet it comes up on the screen that VAR made that decision. I'm not entirely sure that VAR did make that decision. Um, so, well, uh, and VAR never makes the decision, and I know people think I'm splitting hairs here. I just mm-hmm. think it's important. It's yeah. always it's always the referee's final mm-hmm. final call. Yeah. yeah, you know, if it goes up on the screen to say there's a VAR check, but that's a different thing from from going over to the monitor and, and Willie Collum deciding. Um, I, I admire the the point, Andy, but if you think we've got time to go over Willie Collum's back catalogue <laughs> from the last decade on a night like this, I, I think that's ambitious. Um, Heard this before, Marvin. You know, what happens to Willie Collum now? What happens to to the VAR? And I, I think there's a very Scottish thing to want sort of punishment. Um, but I, the, put it this way: if we were to sort of sanction whatever that means, every ref who goes and makes a mistake tonight, how many will we have left for the weekend? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And listen, the referees have personal pride as well. You know, we're laughing and joking about it. I'm sure Willie will look back and be like, "Well, how did I get that wrong?" And He'll try and do things better himself. But, you know, referees make mistakes, players do, managers do. It's just it's just the way of the world. Um, not for one second am I sitting here and saying, you know, that 
Willie's made made that call and you know he's looked back and thought he was right because I know him as a referee and he he'll be hard on himself for that you know I think that's a big enough sanction for him um, maybe they'll have a word of him to say or maybe they'll have a word of the person in the VAR room that's what I would do if I was personally you know head of the referees and say listen just next time something like this happens maybe just advise the referee to go across have a look yeah. give him a few seconds to look it over I think this this is one of the ones that has been a bit more confusing than others because Andy said that Paul sent me a tweet as well saying will there be clarification on how that decision was reached because it, mm-hmm. it was up in the screen yeah. about a red card um, Willie Colm didn't go over to the monitor it was the time wasn't it Gordon between if you can't yeah. the time between the tackle and the red card it was like a minute I think, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it was very long which so. to be fair you're, you're allowed I guess but because there's now VAR and we don't hear the communication <laughs> you don't really know what's what's going on in that period yeah. which is frustrating but that's that's VAR for you. We're seeing that. Yeah. So if VAR has got involved and given yeah. the red card, then that's that's different. That's they should come out and say that because the Ryan Jack one, I think his yellow card was out within you know five seconds yeah. of the tackle being made. So I think that's where people are looking at mm. and thinking, well, something's happened here during that time. Thank you to Andy 01419511025. Let's bring in Ross, who's a Celtic fan. Ross, there was no deadline day drama. I suppose it was all done well in advance. Um, what are you expecting for the game tonight? Uh, hi guys, we're all well. Um, all the way to Celtic Park just now. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Um, I think Livingston always come and they always make it difficult for us. Um, so I think we're in for another, another good night of football at Celtic Park. Um, my point tonight is about Jack and Marcus. Where does this leave Celtic now? Because we are now left in a situation where we've got three strikers, Kyogo, um, O and Jack and Marcus. And I just struggle to find where he goes does he sit on the bench now until he moves on or I'm just I'm still a bit unclear I want I want I want yeah. the situation is Andrew McLean you were our transfer guru last night and you're at Celtic Park so I'll sit back and let you handle this one yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised once again if Jorgos Giacomakis is in the Celtic squad tonight because Ange Postacoglu has talked so often about, you know, stuff's been going on in the background with him. The, the thing is, the transfer window has shut in Scotland, but it's not shut elsewhere. MLS clubs are still able to sign players. J-League clubs are still able to sign players. It looks as if Jorgos Giacomakis is going to move to Atlanta United, but despite the deadline, you know, passing in Scotland, Atlanta United can still complete deals of their own. So that deal still could go through. It could go through tonight it could go through in the next few days I would expect it to go through and I wouldn't expect Jorgos Yakimakis to be a Celtic player for much longer well Ross does that clear it up a little bit yeah no definitely I was just a bit unclear how that worked with the Scottish window shutting so if that's the case it still remains open elsewhere then that would that would that would sum that up but um, no I just I'm just still a bit gutted that we are going to lose him because at the end of the day I think he's been an absolute asset to Celtic and the reason why he wants to go is still unclear. I don't know if that's his choice or the club's choice. But at the end of the day, if he has to go, he has to go. But I think the new guy coming in, I've not really had a look at him yet. So mm-hmm. I'm, hoping, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping he gets a chance tonight so that we can see him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite last till the, the midnight deadline, I must admit. I think I fell asleep just before that. But then my young daughter had other ideas and she woke me back <laughs> up. So I had another check. Uh, I just assumed that Jackie Marcus it, it would be official. It isn't, as Andrew says... Um, you know, he probably will still leave it. It's definitely a saga now. I suggested last night it was the saga of the window. Um, definitely qualifies as that now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, but you know, I, I again, I agree. You know, he looks like he he will leave the football club. And as Ross said there, I think it would be a great shame because he's he's been nothing but you know privileged to watch when he's played for Celtic and he's pulled the shirt on and he's always given a hundred percent. He scored some vital goals for them as well. 
I'm sure a high percentage of the fans want him to stay. But as Ross said, you know, we don't know his reasons for leaving. You know, just looking at it from a footballing point of view, I think he's of that age now where he wants to be the number one striker and, you know, go and kind of enjoy the rest of his career. I mean, he never fared very well against Livy, though. So it's maybe for the best. Yes, he's not, penalty, he's didn't not he? involved. <laughs> right uh, at the end. Not involved tonight. But on a, on a more serious note, Cammy, you wouldn't expect him to be in the squad tonight, would you? Nah, I, I don't expect him to be in the squad. I think, um, as Marv said, there, he, he will move on. Um, Ange's pretty made it pretty clear in the way that Ange does that it, it, there's been a lot of talk in the background. Um, they've been working on and allowing him to work on deals um, in the background as well, which means that he's going to leave the club at some point. And yeah, it's just a matter of time. So I don't imagine he'll be in the squad until that. Thank you very much to Ross 01419511025. A little bit there on Celtic's transfers and the game against Livingston. What about you, Rangers fans? Then Hearts is always one of the standout fixtures. We go there tonight on the day after uh, the deadline closed for transfers. We're going to go back there and, and speak to Gabriel for team news very soon. So, what are you expecting from the game tonight? How do you rate the transfer window? Uh, get in touch and we'll speak to you after these. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Cami Bell are here. What a night we've got. We've got five fantastic games. And you look through them, we've got relegation six-pointers. I think we can call them that at this stage of the season. Kilmarnock, Dundee United, and maybe St. Johnson wouldn't be wanting to be lumped in with that at a, a trip to Motherwell. You've got Jim Goodwin's team uh, from a few days ago now looking very different after the transfer window playing against St Mirren and of course at the top Celtic Livy Hearts Rangers and it was the transfer deadline last night we're looking back on that as well incredible evening get in touch Darren's an East Bride take it away Darren Hi there guys fan of the show first time caller pleasure what made you call tonight do you know what it was um, it was actually something my work pointed this out I can't believe that this fixture's not on uh, Sky Sports and the fact that they gave us a multi-pound deal to show off our league and it's second versus third, it's meant to be a glamorous fixture, as you said at the start of the show, uh, one of the highlights, and it's not been shown. Um, that was my first point. I'd like to make another point on VAR as well. Sure. Um, yeah, every now and then these ones come up, Marvin, and it's, it's definitely not It's not so much a question for us, clearly, but mm-hmm. we're, we're here, we like to try and handle all sort of aspects of, of the game. Definitely a frustrating one I think lots of people Would like to sit down And watch it I know there are Various things in place About only being able to Broadcast Is it four times a season yeah. From each ground That's something that the clubs Sort of agree to If you're Tyne Castle You've got Two visits of Celtic Two visits of Rangers Two visits of Hibs Yeah They can't all be on the telly I don't know if that's The one specific reason tonight But it, it tends to come into play um, but I would certainly understand that Darren wants to watch it because yeah. I'd like to watch it. Exactly that. I think you know a lot of Scotland would like to watch it. But as you said there, you know the the broadcasters are restricted to how many times they can go to each ground, and unfortunately, big games like mm-hmm. like tonight's one, you know that they have to miss out on them. Um, I think there's Edinburgh derbies actually the same as well. Yeah. They miss out on those as well. So listen, Darren, we're, we feel your pain because all of us want to watch yeah. it as well, but it's just not possible. I mean, that's the reason, Cammy. People don't need to swallow the reason. They don't need to like it, but. Like I said, if you if you do the very simple arithmetic, there's probably six nailed-on games that you'd want to show at Tynecastle, and then you might want to, if you're a broadcaster or whatever, and again, this isn't up to us, but you might be thinking, well, we need to keep some for after the split because you know it could be a, a vital game that you want to show there. So for whatever reason, in their infinite wisdom, the clubs are still standing behind that you can only show... F- 
four games from each stadium per season and Every now and then one's going to have to fall by the wayside Yeah and they're stuck to that deal Until the, they can renegotiate a new deal And obviously potentially get more games uh, Shown on uh, each stadium Which would obviously be more money But again it's, it's it's really disappointing That we can't see an amazing fixture I think it'll be a cracker tonight mm. um, Hearts are in really good form Rangers are in really good form So two teams at the top of their game in Scottish football And we want to showcase it as much as we can. We want people down in England and abroad watching our football, our, our product that we're producing at the moment, which I think is very, very good. Um, so it is a real shame that that one's missing mm. out tonight. Just on that, though, the clubs are out to sell the games, aren't they? So I bet hearts are absolutely yeah. buzzing that yeah. it's not on Sky. So, yeah. you know, from our point of view as, which is as greedy fans, yeah. yeah, exactly, we want to watch it. But as you said, so part you just of the, the deal with Sky... The yeah, well, we have to get to America first because you can't watch it here, can you? It's only if you're abroad, I think. No, you can buy the hearts game can here. You? Can you? I think tonight, I think so. Oh, OK, can someone lend me 25 quid? Is that <laughs> Cammy. £6.99 Oh really? I need some food uh, Darren what about when it all does kick off um, forever who does um, for whoever gets to see it should I say it? I mean it should be a cracker what are you expecting tonight is this the biggest test I take it of Michael Beale's Rangers uh, with the exception of Celtic? I think so I think um, I think Hearts will bring us a really tough challenge I think as you said they're on form uh, although I think Rangers will um, will throw out something different tonight. They've obviously got new additions. People have came back from injuries. Um, the Cholak and Morelos two up front. I don't know how that works. They're two very single-minded players working them together. I think they'll just bounce off each other. To be perfectly honest, I don't I don't see that working. However, I could be wrong. But um, I, I like to see new and different things. With Rangers, sometimes it gets. I love it still sometimes yeah. And I'm glad Michael Beale's trying to change that Well I've got answers for you I know there was a lot of talk about Maybe two up front in the build up And there are new arrivals And uh, Darren likes to see new things But Gabriel there is a Rangers team out And it's not it's not that new It's not that different is it? No it isn't Gordon Only two changes uh, for the Jers Fashion Sakala coming in for Todd Cantwell And John Lundstrom coming in for Ryan Jack So no Cholak and Morelos up front As Michael Beale teased us uh, earlier this week Cholak is on the bench Ryan Jack uh, out of uh, Sorry dropping to the bench as well I'll quickly just give you that as a full 11 It's Alan McGregor in goal A back four of James Tavernier Connor Goldson uh, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic John Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara in midfield With Malik Tillman just ahead of them uh, Fashion Sakala returns to the right, as I said, with Ryan Kent on the left and Alfred Morelos leading the line. The substitutes are McLaughlin, Jack, Cholak, Cantwell, Sands, Wright, King, Divine and Lowry. Uh, there we are. You'll need to wait a bit, Darren, to see some of the, the new faces again. Uh, Cammy, you... It's not that surprising, is it, that Cantwell came in for some game time at the weekend but then drops out tonight and just too early for Nicholas Raskin. Yeah, and again, the the problem for Cantwell will be two games in a short period of time and how fresh he is... Um, not playing a lot of football You've got Fashion Sakala Who was on fantastic form So um, yeah and, and again Putting Fashion Sakala Back in the team He now knows He's got to fight For his place and, and he'll want to put on Another good performance Which he has been doing For Rangers For me he's been The real spark for them In the last Sort of month Six weeks So um, yes yeah, it's, it's a It's not really A surprising team for me I, I wasn't really Expecting to see The two strikers Up top to be honest uh, Yeah anything That jumps out For you Mar- Marvin No just as, as Cammy said there You know I think With Cantwell Without being disrespectful Saturday's ge- uh, game Was a lot easier For Rangers at home To St Johnson You know to give him Some minutes uh, I think they're expecting An extremely tough game Tonight at Tynecastle You know Hearts team flying high And 
We'll have to make an impact from the bench. Uh, we've also got Hearts team actually. Gabriel, I hope you've seen it already and I'm not putting you in the spot too much. Yes, Gordon, uh, that has just arrived as well. In goal, it will be Xander Clark. It looks like it will probably be a back four, possibly a back three. Uh, we've got Civic, Hill, Kingsley and Rolls all in there. Uh, Lawrence Shankland, the captain, will lead the line. Garan Kuol comes into the team. Uh, with Robert Snodgrass, Ginelli uh, in midfield, along with Barry Mackay, Alex Cochran will be left wing back. Just trying to work out who will be right wing back, Gordon. Uh, but as ever, Hearts likely to be quite a fluid team. Robin Nielsen likes to change between a three and a four. Give you the substitutes as well. Uh, Stewart, Grant, Keogh, Atkinson, Halliday, Forrest, Nielsen, McCluckley and Oda. So interesting that team as well Garan Quall um, Maybe a slight surprise starter I'm not sure how you would feel about that And Marvin Josh Ginelli's been playing sort of up front And Shankland off him But maybe Ginelli goes to the, the right wing back And I'm fascinated by this head to head Because it's Hearts It's Tynecastle Every time we build it up it's, it's talking about a huge test for Rangers And I'm not saying that it, it won't be But the head to head record is very much all about Rangers Six wins in a row 17 goals scored One conceded Why do we keep billing it as a really tough task? Because <laughs> we keep believing it is really a tough task And you know, just because Rangers dispatch of hearts each time It doesn't mean that it isn't It just means that you know, Rangers go there and, and play extremely well um, you know, but Michael Beale said it himself. This is the strongest squad that he's seen from Hearts, and you know, obviously he'll want that run to continue. But Robbie Nielsen will be extremely confident with the team he has, and you know, just looking at that team, I think Janelli, as you said, will be right wing back. That's where he came on against Livingston at the weekend, and Coyle came on at half time, and he really, really did stretch the game. Um, so I expect him to lead the line, and you know, Shankland to pick up the pockets behind him. Yeah, I think it's an exciting Hearts team. Um, again, it's probably. A team that can hurt Rangers Rangers defensively still worry me um, I think they, they give away too many opportunities And, and the Hearts have got players like Shanklin Who obviously can score a lot of goals at this level Barry Mackay as well for me Is a player that can really hurt a team Produces some magic If he can produce a performance tonight It can really hurt Rangers So Rangers need to watch out There's real big threats for Hearts um, tonight If they can find their, their game But again that is a surprising stat Gordon that, that um, Rangers are so dominant in this fixture uh, we have full teams from Celtic Park as well, Andrew McLean. Yeah, we do. No surprise that Jorgos Jakimakis is nowhere to be seen in the Celtic squad. Two changes for them, Aaron Moy and Leal Abada drop out of the starting lineup. In come Matt O'Reilly and Dyson Maida. So Joe Hart in goal for them tonight. The back four, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carol Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Rio Hatati with Dyson Maida and Jota supporting Kyogo up top. The substitutes, Bain, Haksabanovic, Abada, Moy, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Iwata and Forrest and a strong looking Livingston team despite the fact that Marvin tried to poach a few of them on loan towards transfer deadline day it's Jamal George starting in goal for them the back five Nicky Devlin, Io Obelai, Jack Fitzwater, Morgan Boys and James Penrice it will be a midfield four Stefan Omionga, Jason Holt, Andrew Shinney and Scott Pittman, Bruce Anderson the lone striker for them the substitutes Hamilton, DeLucas, Longridge, Montano Sean Kelly, Bradley, Stephen Kelly, Nubley and Guthrie There we are, what do you make of those teams as well? I mean, Cami Celtic are so settled anyway They're obviously in a very good position They did their business early as well Which now means that you know the inclusion of Alistair Johnson doesn't It's not you, it's, it's not exciting yep. With no, I, I, That sounds awful to Alistair Johnson Which was not the, the intention But you know what I mean, he's played a few times already um, And if anything... 
your eyes are your eyes are now drawn to the Celtic bench as sort of confirmation of how much this squad is now in Ange Postecoglou's style. Yeah, it's an amazing bench, and and again, that's why they're so strong week in week out. I think the competition for places is phenomenal at Celtic at the moment. And Ange allows his players to come in and, and almost be phased in. There's no rush in it. Celtic look like a well-oiled machine, as in they, they were well run behind the scenes. They're bringing in the players at the right time to be able to phase Alistair Johnston in um, when um, players are still there. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're so strong. It, listen, it will be a difficult game for them tonight. If Livy dig in, don't concede early, then it could be a tough night for them. But Celtic will come out 100 mile an hour and will want to hit Livy, want to get that goal, that breakthrough. And, and um, try and take the, the the pace of the game that they can play at to Livy tonight. Maybe Livy will really go for it, go gung ho and attack now that their ultra negative <laughs> defensive coach has doesn't left look the like it with that, with no. that lineup, does it? No, that's a that's a five four one if I've ever seen it. Um, no surprise that Andrew Shinney comes into it because you know he's the best on the ball. We'll take it under pressure. He'll try and slow things down. He uses experience, but listen, you know Liverpool will let them get it wide and cross the ball in the box, and then you've got three centre halves in there that will be clearing it. But just looking at that Celtic team, that's a a special, special, you know, abundance of players there. And as Cammy said, you look at their bench and those players go anywhere else and they're starting week in, week out. It must be a real joy to be a Celtic fan and, you know, see these players rotated and coming in fresh and, you know, coming off the bench. Ian's in Cumbernauld. How do you feel about the game at Tynecastle tonight, Ian? You've heard the team. Is that satisfactory for you? Is that what you would have picked? Hi, Gordon, Cammy and Marvin. Uh, pretty close to what I would have picked, but I probably would have had Jack in for Kamara and potentially Cholak for Morelos that my two changes to the team Yeah, I mean look there's so different ways of doing it Cammy, loads of teams did late business yesterday so Rangers would just be one of them it just means that for the very next game you're not you know, likely you were never likely to see, well we couldn't see Nicholas Raskin you were never likely to yeah. see um, Cantwell either really given his lack of game time so Ian was talking about you know the guys that were already there maybe one or two tweaks but other than that there's no real sort of big talking point, is there? No, there's not. Um, it's not a surprising team that he's, he's rotated a couple of players who, again, that, that aren't much between them at the moment. Fashion Sakala is a good player, has been Rangers' bright spark, like I said before. So, and, and with Cantwell playing at the weekend, I couldn't see him <laughs> playing two games in a short space of time with the lack of game time he's had. So, that wasn't a surprise. And, and again, Ryan Jack dropping out and. and um, getting replaced isn't a surprise either They're strong in that midfield They're like for like almost these guys So um, yeah Rangers just need to perform They need to execute a performance tonight Because it, it, it could be a difficult night at Hearts Listen mm -hmm. we've said that before We looked at the stats before It's always been an easy night But you're expecting Hearts to take the game to Rangers And my worry as I said before Is Rangers' defence Um Ian, the build-up, there was a little bit of talk Michael Beale gave a really detailed answer About why games like this might suit two up front And it might suit Morelos and Cholak Fast forward a day or two And it's, it's not happened anyway But is that something you would have maybe liked to have seen? Or? Yeah, I think the one-up top's working just now um, well, It's eight wins, one draw um, So it's obviously something working But I think he's maybe saying that Just to keep the opposition guessing a wee bit um, In terms of tactics and stuff um, but I've also got another point as well Sure if That's okay Go for it It was just It's very similar to What Darren was saying In regards to why The, the game's not on TV tonight um, This is obviously Second against third Two of the, the biggest teams In Scotland Going head to head At Tynecastle I would say there's probably No other league in the, in the world That would probably Wouldn't be showing This game on TV And I appreciate Obviously um, There's the contractual thing With four games 
four home games a season. But was it not just this season that Rangers voted against the TV deal to be renewed? Um, so surely it's something that has to be looked at in the future if we want to grow the game and um, expand it throughout Europe or throughout the world. The needs of the games have got to be shown, even games at Ibrox, games at Parkhead, against Hearts, against Tibbs. You've got to be shown these games on TV instead of, no offence, away to Livingston, away to St Johnston when the pitches aren't the best, away at Kilmarnock. You've got to be showcasing the best stadiums and the best games. Yeah, I, again, I don't think... Any of us would sort of argue with the, the logic of that I think that Remember the, the new deal It does go up to five Yeah It, it does go up to five um, One more um, than, than the current number And although yes Rangers might have had Concerns about the The TV deal You know Traditionally And I could be wrong So someone from Rangers and Celtic Can phone in and, and contradict if, if they so wish But I've never detected much of an appetite for them to throw open their, their doors and say, yeah, don't worry. Yep, come and broadcast every game from Celtic Park if you like. Come and broadcast every game from Ibrooks if you like. So um, there is a bit of a disconnect there between what maybe what you know what fans want and, and what the clubs want. I don't, Ian's right, you know, Ranger did voice concerns, but generally the clubs, to, to be general about it, mm-hmm. sign up to this stuff. Uh, yeah, and the reason they do that is very difficult. You know, I get it. Celtic and Rangers will be better to sell their games week in, week out. You know, the, the home ones. But you have yep. to look at the rest of the league. And, and, and it comes down to a vote, Ian. And that's the problem, you know. Like you're speaking about Livingston, St. Johnson, Motherwell. Listen, anyone else outside the top two, I would say, um, would find it very, very difficult, you know, to sell their games and make the same sort of money that the broadcasters pay them. So, listen, we all get the frustration. And as Gordon said there, it goes up, you know, another game uh, extremely soon. But... You know, this is just the way it is and like you said the, the game will be sold tonight so Hearts will make a lot of money from that not being mm. on TV so they won't mind that at all yeah difficult one thank you to Ian do you know what's funny I wish we had him no offence I'm, I'm glad you two are here but Gordon DL's great because he always manages to watch all these games I don't know how he does it <laughs> is he paying I, d- I don't know how well, he manages it but he, 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 there's not a game that that guy doesn't watch so I'll maybe ask him about it tomorrow he's going to come in here and tell us he watched all five <laughs> in the bath which would be great well, it is bath night you're correct yeah. uh, there's a, an image for you to leave you with during the travel we'll take more of your calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley are here A football feast for you in the Premiership tonight And we've got against the backdrop of a transfer deadline last night as well So it's a fantastic night of football Keep the discussion coming on 0141-951-1025 It's a big one near the bottom between Motherwell and and St Johnston Motherwell the busiest of the teams in the Premiership more signings than anyone uh, during that January window and at a quick glance four of them line up in the starting 11 tonight so Liam Kelly is in goal a back four of Stephen O'Donnell back in for the first time since the 28th of December he's not played at all in any of Motherwell's last five so he goes back in at right back Ricky Lamy Shane Blaney one of the January signings and Paul McGinn in that unfamiliar but becoming familiar left back role uh, Sean Goss, Callum Slattery, the deeper of the midfielders And then this is where the new names start to flow A debut for Danzaki, a Japanese signing Ollie Crankshaw in there as well And another deadline day one, Jack Aitchison You'll remember him, became Celtic's youngest ever goal scorer When he scored against Motherwell at the age of 16 uh, And he'll be closest you would imagine to Kevin Van Veen in attack So... 
that's new. It's going to take you about getting used to. <laughs> well, it shows that you know, the manager means business. And obviously, you know, he's gone to the board and said, I need to sign players. And he's shown that tonight by throwing them straight in. Um, listen, if things aren't going well for you as a manager and you think you're bringing in players that, that can settle straight away and that better than what you have or the players that you have at the moment aren't performing, then, you know, he's right to make the changes. It's, it's very, very tough, though. You know, it's a very difficult fixture to be throwing new players into. Um, obviously, you know, Motherwell on a, a bit of a bad run form-wise. But listen... No night like tonight to you know improve that. It's quite something, Cammy. Um I mean on the bench as well, Jonathan Obika, formerly of St. Mirren's, it's another striker in yep. there. They've gone for a lot of attacking options. I know the, there is still a hope that the the sort of um free agent market can be used to bring more defensive reinforcements in. Um but they're a furlong new left back, bit early for him, he's on the bench as well. So yeah, massive changes And again, um, a club that's obviously dropping down a, a, a number of rates um, That they need to pick up something So Stevie Hamill's obviously identified that he needs new bodies in Fresh enthusiasm into the club And the main job for him now is to get them all to jail straight away And as Marv said, this is a difficult fixture Albeit it's a huge fixture Because St Johnston are on a horrific yeah. run um, So... This is a game that Motherwell, for me, absolutely need to win at home. Uh, absolutely. Uh, no St Johnston team yet. Let's bring in Stephen, who's a Celtic fan in Kirkintilloch. What's your point tonight, Stephen? Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call again. Pleasure. Much appreciated. As always, as I, tend, as I always seem to be on, I have a, a couple of points about tonight's games, but the first um, point I wanted to put on was about VAR and obviously some of the crazy decisions we had again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a damning indictment on the referees in Scotland that whilst we have VAR in place, that a, a red card, another red card has to be rescinded. You know, I, I, I don't get it. Is, it. is it the fact that the referees are, real, are really just so poor? Or is it, do they, it's as if they don't know the rules. You know, I could see the point of when we go back and we check if a red card should be a red card and a yellow card should be upgraded or a red card downgraded. Mm-hmm. But we don't seem to do that. I don't know why he never checked the Nicky Clark's red card when he checked the yellow card to upgrade it. Why would you not check the red card to downgrade it just in case there was a mistake made? You know, yeah. it, it, it does seem to be the same. For me, record, broken record, I keep talking about penalties being awarded and stuff, and I see the handball... Kind of looks very similar to Conor Golson's again, Dundee United. Conor Golson probably couldn't get out of the way. I don't really think the guy on Saturday for Sir Johnson could do it as well. So I, I just don't know. Is it that we have really poor referees? I think that's what it really is, ultimately. You yeah, know? Marvin, what do, you, what do you think? I mean, there's there's so many different ways of looking at it. Stephen's, I think Stephen's going to feel the way a lot of fans feel certainly tonight. Yeah, but first I'm going to stick up for referees, Gordon, and this doesn't happen a lot. You know, our referees are part time. You know, you see full time referees all around the world making the same mistakes. You know, with the same VAR, so it's not just down to our referees that are making the mistakes. But I, I do agree with some of Stephen's points. You know, in, in terms of the red card, why wasn't it looked at? We spoke about that earlier. I think that's more of the person in the VAR room than the referee to say, listen, go and have another look. But there's always going to be trouble with VAR, you know, before it came in, we were all calling for it and said it's going to help. And then all of a sudden now we want every decision checked. But then when that was happening before, people were saying it's slowing the game down. That is the problem, isn't it? Because after the event, mm-hmm. now that we generally agree that the right decision has been reached and it was wrong in the day, generally, after the event, it's easy for Stephen and others, and I get it, to say, oh, why don't you check just in case? 
But you can't check just in case And that's not what Forget Scotland Forget Willie Collum That's not what VAR globally Is there for I get why there's the temptation Cammy, But you're not meant to go and check Just in case That's not the point of it No and we don't want to be Going down the route of that Again because the game Will be getting stopped Every 10 minutes We'll we'll be waiting for Two or three minutes And there'll be no flow Within our, our football matches So that isn't the point of it. I don't want it to go down that route either. I think there's been a, a huge mistake again made, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I would like more communication from the yeah. referees and, and come out and say, because as I say, we've been to these briefings um, and they've talked us through the way VR works, but again, going back to the Tony Watt one, the referees, that got overturned. The referees still think that's a red card. So do they still think that Nicky Clark's is a red card? That would be interesting for me to, to to find out the answer to that. Or do they say, no, look, we've absolutely got that one wrong. But the last one that got overturned, they still think that's a red card. So it would be interesting to see what they think of this one. They better not. That's all I'm saying. That, that Nicky Clark. But Tony Watt one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know I know I, Tony Watt doesn't actually make any contact with the player. Yeah, and and how they think that's a red card baffles Who me. Who thinks that? The the referees <laughs> again being being in involved in in the referees mm. that yeah. they they still have the opinion that's a red card. But that's yeah. for me in my opinion. Yeah, it's I not. agree with you. So, that's that's not a red card, and that's the reason it was overturned. I, I agree with you, Cammy. You know, if they're thinking that the Nicky Clark one is a red card, then the problem's bigger than I first thought. But if it, I think just. See if they do come out and communicate I think people will start to understand a yep. little bit more Where they're coming from And again, they can use the law of the games If, they, if they've if they got a reason of why they've made that a red card But if decision. they do that though, Cammy And they come out and communicate with some of them People are going to say, well, why are you doing it for that one? Not the other? They yeah. Referees but, can't but, really win but, but can we, long term, I've always said this Why don't refs just come out and, and answer a couple of questions yep. And it maybe is just maximised to two mm. questions after a game And that is it um, Stephen, we're a bit pushed for time But what are you expecting tonight as a a good um, fixture card A better than good fixture card It's a brilliant fixture card And I know you're a Celtic fan Your manager's always saying Don't let VAR become the star of the show And we keep doing it What are you expecting tonight? Well, do you know something When I looked at the when I, Obviously, you're looking at the Obviously the top two playing tonight I think um, Celtic cannot take Livingston lightly Because they have proven through time and time again That they're, they're a good team They'll be defensively minded They, they know how to set up to Nullify wide players and width and limited in. Um, so I think Celtic would have to be their best tonight to to genuinely get a result. I mean the the odds are in Celtic's favour at home as they always are. Um, but I think they have to watch themselves and I just think Hearts are been tremendous form of late. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely out with the top two, got to be one of the the best football teams to watch football wise, scoring goals for fun. And I mean, I think I think Hearts. Or or do a wee performance against Rangers? Sometimes they've come in with form and they've never really down, you know, done it. It always seems to be Hibs that raise their game against Rangers and Hearts against Celtic for some reason. That's always been the the way it's been, you know, for the last couple of years. But I think Hearts, you know, obviously they would have to play the best that they've ever played, and Rangers would have to play really poorly mm. result wise. But I mean, I think there's a, a, there could be a couple of banana skins here tonight if you. If yeah. you don't take them serious enough Yeah it should be an interesting night I suppose worth bearing in mind It's not always about signings You know sometimes moves in the background You could definitely argue Livy Have got better in January Since the, they recruited Christoph Berra uh, Onto the coaching <laughs> staff 
as well It is worth bearing that in mind And all the talk about VAR Nicky Clark does start for St Johnson I was waiting on the damp squib Where he's available But he's just on the bench anyway yeah, But he, he does start tonight for St Johnston uh, Against Motherwell And already it's that time of the evening Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football High drama on Beat the Pundit last night Gordon Dio lost but he was furious with us Because the contestant went Jack uh, Jota That was the way he answered the question The answer was Jota Gordon felt he shouldn't have got it But Agreed. producer Callum said Oh that he was getting it. We had Honestly to, We had to launch a, a poll on Twitter <laughs> uh, And he didn't get the, the, the result he wanted And he lost And what about Cammy Bell here Great. It's at four on Friday Perfectly respectable But met a contestant who got a six He was incredible the man who Easy came on, questions obviously Who came on the show So let's see what we've got tonight 01419511025 You've got until the end of the news to get your call in So be quick Beat the pundits next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Cammy Bell are here We've got five fantastic fixtures to look forward to In the Premiership There was a dramatic one last night And it was deadline day yesterday We could extend the show until midnight But Marvin tells us He's got important business To take care of uh, For Queen of the South's Preparations <laughs> And Cammy Bell Lives further away Than any other pundit <laughs> That we've got So I think they'll be raging If I try a last minute extension uh, To the show Let's crack on with what we've got then It's that time Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Yes, beat the pundit time High drama last night The pundits lost Cammy Bell lost In his last performance in here as well So let's see what Kevin uh, what's, What are you pointing at? You don't like me bringing it up? You keep rubbing it in You're yeah. only as good as How your last game How did I get game. on? Don't care Exactly <laughs> Kevin <laughs> is on the line in Burgetti How's it going Kevin? I'm very well, how's yourself? Yeah, not bad at all Kevin, you're a Celtic fan It says here a, a, Yes Most people would expect a straightforward Home win against Livy Will you get a straightforward Away win on beat the pundit? I hope so I've, I've won before on it So oh, hopefully I'll have again yeah, Because lots of people Who call in Most people who call in Have never played before yeah. So who, who was your victim? Um, I beat Hugh Evans On a tiebreaker nah, That's not saying much though Is it? Nah, nah, it sounds nervous. nervous Let's be honest Heads it's <laughs> Heads it's Cammy Bell And tails It's Marvin Bartley How's that for you Marvin? Can you see that? Uh, Up yep. on your tiptoes yep. Trying to make sure I'm not cheating go, Kevin. It is a tails So Let's give Marvin Some Clyde 2 To listen to uh, and we'll make sure it's nice and loud for him, Kevin. 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can, like you did before, and pass if you do not know the answer, okay? Yeah, no worries. Right, let's go then. Your 30 seconds starts now. Who did Rangers beat in last season's Europa League semi final? Um, uh, pass. What nationality is former Celtic player Moritz Bauer? He's Swiss. Name any club Kenny Miller played for outside the UK. Um, Toronto Roberto Landy and Paul Hegarty have both managed which current Scottish top flight club? Dundee United Which current Scottish Premiership stadium is furthest north? Um, Ross County Okay, let's bring back Marvin, can you hear us? Yeah, Tough that tonight. music was What was it? Um, it Before really your bad, time didn't it? What do you mean it went really yeah, bad? Yeah, like it was really well, distorted, like crackly, was it? Yeah, yeah you can't get the staff these days to... It was hot stuff. Oh, well, not applicable to you two, that's why you couldn't <laughs> hear it. Uh, you ready? Yes, Same go. set of questions, let's do it. Who did Rangers beat in last season's Europa League semi-final? 
Pass What nationality is former Celtic player Moritz Bauer? German Name any club Kenny Miller played for outside the UK Pass Roberto Landy and Paul Hegarty have both managed which current Scottish top flight club? St Mirren Which current Scottish Premiership stadium is furthest north? Peterhead <laughs> Name any scorer oh, Name any scorer in last night's game between Ross County and Hibs Oh Three Two Oh Callum did he get it Okay producer I'm all over the place This management lock's taking his toll You've changed Kevin what do you think Savage Both rubbish was my verdict Oh really (laughs) Kevin I like you pal Hopefully I've won RB Leipzig was the semi-final Wow Were you in here for that Cammy? Was that one of our late night efforts in here Moritz Bauer um, I mean both kind of close But both wrong He's Austrian Don't even know who he is Kenny Miller Vancouver Vancouver Whitecaps Oh it's easy when you're on the side though isn't it Or Bursa Spore Um, So it's nil nil after three Did he not play for someone in Australia? Let's see That's what I was thinking of Let's see if we can uh, We didn't get that anyway either He was his coach there But um, Roberto Landi and Paul Hegarty Have both managed Livingston (laughs) (laughs) See There was actually A Livy before David Martindale Are you aware of that? The best still to come I think for that Oh no Which Scottish Premiership state Premiership I know, Marvin I know Premiership. I know But I started to get hot Because the questions <laughs> Beforehand Were extremely hard Peter And Head. the pressure got to me Do you know the worst Peter of it Head is amazing. Even if it had been The entire SPFL oh, It's no. still not Peterhead It's Elgin um, oh. But Ross County Well done Kevin So at this point Right Five questions in Kevin's gone 1-0 up And I'm thinking What is happening here Marvin's going to Wipe the floor But you were doing even worse Name either scorer in last night's match between Ross County and Hibs. You had the choice of Jan Danda straight from the corner. Was it a foul on the keeper, Cammy? Um, yeah, I'm going to say yeah, you yes. Would. would you say so? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the scorer for Hibs was Ellie Ewan. And you got it just in time. Yes. It pains me to say. Which means... <laughs> what a bad tiebreaker. tiebreaker. <laughs> Kevin, let's both just refuse to answer and take the draw, pal. Oh, man. I... I <laughs> Just hang up <laughs> oh. Right we're going to the tiebreaker It's a fairly straightforward format I read the question I get Marvin to write his answer down And then invite you Kevin To give me your attempt Okay I'm going to lose <laughs> Oh, the, Do you know what's funny about this The absolute worst of The worst of the worst That tiebreakers has been in touch He's feeling lively He's lying in the bath tonight <laughs> Getting ready to watch Five games at once On his dodgy TV Gordon Daly says Big Martin's had an absolute I've had a bad one You know the one Yeah Right here's the deal You ready? How many goals Have the bottom three In the Scottish Premiership Conceded this season Combined So the bottom three This season How many goals Have they scored Combined What? Conceded or scored Uh, Conceded sorry Conceded My apologies How many goals Have they conceded combined? Combined The bottom three clubs I'm going to go Right, write it down and show me please if you can Hurry up Not got all night There's five big games to crack on with Will you hurry up? I've written it Great, okay It took you a lot to come up with that nice round number Uh, Kevin, what are you going for? Uh, 110 (laughs) I like this Because even my Hang on a minute, he's probably at home just just looked on the table That's a bad question by the way He couldn't do it in that time Oh, what do you mean a minute? Of course, of course he couldn't Would you know why it was a minute? Because you took so long If you had just answered quickly 
The answer is 113. Kevin is only three out. Well done, Kevin. Oh, shock. Come on. Well yes, done, well done, Kevin. Kevin. Get in, Kevin. Don't drive and be on your phone, Kevin. Marvin said 100. <laughs> and it's 113. Well done, Kevin. Well done, buddy. Well done, Kev. Thank you. Sporting integrity. No issues here. <laughs> VAR needs to look at this. There we are. Poor from you though Come on Yeah I deserve to lose I did it, it, you know what? And I'm glad you said that Because Let everyone go. listening agrees That was so bad from me Like <sighs> You went when it was Peter Head was the answer That was Yeah like, He was gone And the thing is He's a big Hibs fan He was t- he was banging on about that game last night Do you know I could picture him I could picture the goal And I was just like I didn't know what happened <laughs> When he started wobbling at that one I thought wow He's gone He's all over the place I don't think any of the other questions are, I could have Ross County one maybe like Aberdeen or did they not Canyon have pictures one. of Roberto Landy up in the corridors at Liverpool <laughs> no, nah. what year did he manage them I wouldn't have thought so we're going back a little bit yeah. oh, that's what I mean come on make it relevant it was during Livy's mad believe it or not there was an even madder Livy spell than was that the, before the admin than the, the Livy spell that, that you were involved in <laughs> RB Leipzig maybe I thought you should yeah. have got that mm. yeah mm. nah because no. I was thinking they played like a a, a Dutch team that's okay. what was in my mind right. PSV um, That was yeah. this season Losers losing I've lost That happens They do 01419511025 So many big games tonight Honestly I said it at the start But truly mean it Every single one Great storyline Because top of the table Celtic Livy Hearts Rangers Brilliant fixture Michael Beale's unbeaten record Kelly Dundee United Motherwell St Johnston You're talking relegation Six pointers And maybe being Slightly unfair on St Johnston But they are only four points um, mm-hmm. Off bottom place So yep. um, And Aberdeen St Mirren I One of the Most dramatic Weekends of football Or 10 days of football That I can remember We're talking Battered at Tynecastle Darville Unthinkable Then that statement Basically Win at the weekend Or you're out And my goodness Not only did they not win They lost 6-0 Ten minutes after full time, Jim Goodwin's gone. He's walking across the pitch. The players are still warming down. He's got his bag over his shoulder, like someone that's just been kicked out of a house. Um, and you've got to feel sympathy for for Jim Goodwin there. And now it's on to Barry Robson. Signings last night chipped out the captain. Incredible times, Dave Galloway, who's there for Aberdeen against St Mirren tonight. Yes, Gordon, for the second time in less than a year, the aforementioned Barry Robson has stepped in as Aberdeen's interim manager following Jim Goodwin's sacking just 19 minutes after uh, Saturday's 6-0 annihilation by Hebs. Robson has said he has no magic wand, but he would be reminding his squad what it takes to be an Aberdeen player. It'll be interesting, very interesting to see what reaction he gets from a side that's won just one match out of its last 10 in all competitions and now sits closer to the bottom of the league than third place. A few changes, like you've mentioned, have been made to the squad with with two outs, including skipper Anthony Stewart and three in on deadline day. What impact will that have? St Mirren's form has been much better than their hosts with just two defeats in 10 league and cup games. And Stephen Robinson's freshened things up as well, bringing in two new faces yesterday, including Tony Watt, the striker now with his sixth Premiership team, midfielder Ethan Erehon, the big departure. The buddies uh, one point ahead of the Dons, having played a game less, and they'll fancy their chances of piling on the misery for their hosts. However, they've failed to win in the previous eight league matches on the road. 
Two new arrivals straight into the Aberdeen side. Pollock and McDonald. They replace Stewart and Scales. So it's Lewis in goals across the back. McCrory, Pollock, McDonald and Hayes. The sitting midfielders, Ramadani and Shinny, who incidentally has been made captain. He will be wearing the armband this evening. Further forward, Kennedy, Clarkson and Duke with Majowski leading the line. The substitutes, Richie, Barron, uh, another new boy, uh, Markinde, Mislovic, Watkins, Coulson, Duncan, Babbage and Roberts. Just the one change for St Mirren. Bacchus is in for the departed Erehon. So it's Carson in goals. A back three of Fraser, Gogic and Dunn. Midfields, uh, Strain, Kilty, Bacchus, O'Hara and Tanzer with Grieve and Main up front. The substitutes, Arminsky, Richard Taylor, Flynn. New signings, Watts and Small. Jemison offered Fraser Taylor and Declan Gallagher. Your video assistant referee is Gavin Duncan. And the match referee on a perfect night for football at Pitaudry is Grant Irvin. What a 10 days it's been, Marvin mm-hmm. Hartley, for Aberdeen. Where would you like to begin? Bearing in mind, <laughs> we're, we're pushed for time uh, here. I'm not even sure. Um, let's, let's begin at Darvo, obviously, you know the result there and as you said about the statement coming out and we were actually on the show speaking about it last week and I said, you know, if you're the manager, you'd rather have that kind of one game to save things um, than not. And then, like you said, they go to to Easter Road and absolutely fall apart. Now, listen, managers can get blamed for a lot of things, but that's on the players. That performance there, the lack of wanting to defend their box, etc. The performance is all on them. And now, obviously, you know, Jim's lost his job and, and Barry's taken his place on a kind of interim basis, but the strange thing for me is if they win today, they can be in fourth position. Yeah. You know, and, and if you offered Aberdeen fans that probably now at the end of the season, um, they, they would bite your hand off for it. So listen, it's still a club with, with some great, great players. Obviously, the captain's gone out on loan. Um, I think he struggled with adapting up to Scottish football. Uh, I think a lot of pressure was put upon him that he failed to deal with. But listen, that's a very, very good Aberdeen team out there. And he, he's made two new signs in defence as well. It, it does show you, that just in case there was anyone who thought this was simply about <clears throat> removing a manager, Cammy, that, yep. that clearly can't be the case. There's then no manager, but signings still are made because they have to. And you know that, that was probably in place before Jim Goodwin left. So you just wonder how these new guys feel walking into the building expecting to meet Jim Goodwin. He's gone. As Marvin says, the captain, he's, Anthony Stewart signed in the summer, made captain straight away, shipped out on loan at the very next opportunity. Uh, Bizawin, he was allowed to leave as well. It's, it's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a real mess, to be honest. Um, again, even midweek, I'm, I'm kind of one of them ones that looked in. I, I felt as if... Jim Goodwin, they were just buying themselves a little bit of time. Um, they were always going to make that change. If uh, for me, the chairman obviously didn't believe that Jim was the guy to take the club forward, and he should have just made that decision then. Um, he didn't. He allowed the game to go ahead. And and as Mal says, the the players need to take total responsibility because they crossed that line. The Aberdeen fans travelled down to Hibs in numbers, and the worst you give them is a hundred percent. You're on. You make it difficult for Hibs. You you work your socks off, and they never done that. So they need to they need to buck their ideas up. They need to put a performance in tonight. But listen, switch it the other way. St Mirren have got a big opportunity to to go into fourth position tonight if results go their way. Olivia obviously it's part uh, Celtic part, so they've got a huge opportunity tonight. Um, so and and they're in good form. And the thing is, it's very in fashion in the Premiership for the interim manager to get the job. See Liam Fox, see Stevie yep. Hamill, and sometimes you don't even need to. 
Set the heather alight During your interim period If you show a slight upturn And you can still Convince those around you You're the man For the job Look, Barry Robson said All the right things That you would expect yesterday That he's just focusing On the football mm-hmm. game And it's too early To talk about that But he does want to be a man There's no doubt Deep down That's the thought process Tonight isn't it Oh of course And the fact that he's Brought an assistant manager As well um, Up from, from England uh, Makes you think That it's not a short term thing um, but listen, I hope he does well. Um, it's good to see you know another young manager being given an opportunity, um, and obviously Aberdeen fans will want him to get it as well. You know he's really highly thought of at the football club. You know obviously he's coaching the younger players at this moment in time. He's well respected by everybody, but they need reaction on the pitch. You know there's no time for a chairman wanting somebody to get the job. As you said, you probably need results now as an Aberdeen manager because the fans are that disheartened with what's gone on so far this season fascinating night that at Pataudry Aberdeen St Mirren we will give you the remaining team news that we've, whatever we've not done we'll do it next and we'll speak to Colin in Wisher taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley are here fantastic fixtures to look forward to all set against the backdrop of last night's transfer deadline day as well so we've got a lot to get through between now and 8 o'clock let's bring in Colin who's a Rangers fan how are you Colin? I'm good guys how are you? yeah good thanks what's your point tonight? Um, I was listening to um, the other callers and that um, talk about the tackles at the weekend, uh, the difference in them. Um, I played pro myself, played against Cammy all the way up through youth and that as well. Um, Score into him for fun. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Too much protection. He used to get the same as all the other goals. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Anyway. Now, a question for Marvin as well. Marvin, when you're in a game, Pretty sure when you come up against old teams and players, you usually go out and try and lay down a marker on guys. Yeah, no, right. definitely. Definitely that used to be your thinking in my mind. Aye, and more often than not, you're going in there as hard as you possibly can and you're looking to, you're looking to leave a bit on them all the time. So you, are you about to suggest that hatchet man Nicky Clark, something he's never been called, was trying to lay down a marker and leave one on his ex-teammates or his, his old club? But he never, he never complained about the red card, did he? He knew himself, he slipped, but his foot was that high. That's why Ryan Jackson out and Ryan Jackson and when Marvin, let's face it, what you would see is a right good hard tackle, right? You know, my my favourite player I was to meet was Perry and at uh, Glasgow when he was over here. And you look back at the tackles of him, Graham Shunis's tackle when he came to Rangers against Tibbs. Now, these guys would probably get to jail for some of the tackles nowadays. It just seems to be that every time there's a, a Kenny, even just a firm tackle, that, oh, it's VAR, right, we're going to send these guys off. Now, is that the way football's going to be, Marvin? But you- I'm confused, O'Connor, I'm confused because if you're saying that you know it's all gone soft and whatever, are you not also suggesting that it was the right decision to send off Nicky Clark? With the letter of the law, then while I call him, listen... My point is, Wally Collum is never going to change his mind. The two referees can't even agree with each other. Well, they, for all intents and purposes, probably they, they did agree, didn't they? Because, well, at, at the very yeah, they, they did because Wally Collum thought it was a red, and Nick Walsh didn't. He at least didn't think it was a clear and obvious error. So you mm-hmm. could tenuously say that they agreed. They did agree. Yeah, but before we get to that, can I ask Colin a question? Colin, do you think the Ryan Jack one was a red card as well then? 
when you slow it down, um, possibly in today's laws, Marvin. Yeah. And the way that we played then, I wouldn't be happy if I get a red card for mm. that. Would you, Marvin? That's laying no, one down. Yeah, no, that's different, though, isn't it? I mean, that yeah, doesn't help anyone. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I would, as you said, I wouldn't be happy if I got a red card for the Ryan Jack one, but I would be. I don't know what I would be if I got the red card for the Nicky Clark one. I'd probably being sent off every game um, because you know for me that was never ever a red card, no matter mm. what you say and no matter what his, where his foot was. But the game's changed, as you said. No, you know? I don't even know if that's the issue here though, because Collins Collins says mm. that despite all his stuff about Pele and, and wanting to tackle in, in an older style, Colin feels that by the letter of the law, Nicky Clark Nicky Clark's red card was correct, but not many people share that view. It would seem. No, not for me either I think there's I, I just don't think Nicky Clark was getting pulled back um, To start with And then he's off balance He's overstretching But I don't think he's ever going to hurt Ryan Jack in that challenge He actually I think when you slow it down And you see the the contact It's actually knee on knee That Ryan Jack's been contacted mm. on It's not his foot hitting his leg So mm. it's not a red card Ryan Jack's one in this day and age Could be a red card um, I, Personally I don't think it should be But it, it possibly could be With the force and the speed That he's came into that challenge For me This one specifically Because I know we like to compare And contrast And what about that one What about that one What about that one Specifically this Nicky Clark one Is where I think You can see the frustration Because see when you talk about Endangering an opponent Excessive Or excessive force and, and people quite rightly say Yeah but what's excessive force And how can you really tell And when you slow things down But With VAR With the ability mm-hmm. to slow it down And zoom in Should you not be able to see That it's not Nicky Clark's studs That land on Ryan Jack's knee It's not Totally No that's I, I, not really for That's not even really up for debate <clears throat> is it No it's not It's not And that's why I don't understand About the tackle And as Cammy said It was knee on knee So listen If his left foot that's in the air hits Ryan Jack on his thigh then I understand it listen yes he slipped yes he's accidental I can see the reasoning for a red card but that one I cannot see but the fact that it's the same game with the Ryan Jack tackle now I'm with Cammy. I think Ryan Jack one you can a book in listen you accept it but you can't send Nicky Clark off for his and then Ryan Jack's be a yellow and it's happened in the same game with the same referee. That doesn't make sense to me. That's the confusion for me. Just generally, right, I'll remove myself from Nicky Clark and Rangers and whatever because you know people have their own opinions on that incident. See, if I was a ref and they will all be listening, saying you don't, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Seeing an attempt to judge excessive force or endangering an opponent, I always feel like one of the first things you would look for would be distance. You know that way, yeah. like if you've come charging in, that that's how you've built up your speed, your momentum, your excessive force. You've dived in, you've slid in. See ones like Nicky Clark. So I'm trying to speak generally here, but ones like that where where it's close and it's a stretch. Yep. I'm always I always mm. wonder like why there's the need for them to to be reds because you're you know you're in close proximity. How dangerous can that? Really be in comparison to ones from Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Totally and, and I think they've got to take that into consideration Because the one for me, Nicky Clark He can't generate any more force in a, He's falling back, he's stretching If he catches Ryan Jack with his studs Obviously there is the, the potential of a sure. red card Depends how high it is But there's no force in it There's no power generated from Nicky Clark He's just outstretched And he doesn't we, touch him with that leg Yeah, totally So that's why it's not a red card But then if you go to the Ryan Jack one Which Willie Collum went over and looked at Ryan Jack runs from a long way 
Lunges into a challenge And makes full connection With the guy's ankle That could break his mm. ankle So if, if he breaks his ankle there Is that still a yellow card? Anyway right um, We've got five great games tonight We've got the transfer market So I get it It is relevant Because Nicky Clark is now free To play this evening Let's not try and labour it too much Colin The guys will have to agree To disagree with you But thank you uh, For getting in touch Nicky Clark plays Matthews in goal For St Johnston Wright Mitchell Gordon Considine Montgomery Phillips McPherson Holberg May And that man Nicky Clark At Fir Park We already gave you The Motherwell team Four uh, changes, uh, Four new signings In the 11 For Motherwell How big is, is this one Marvin Because St Johnston Six games In a row They've lost In the Premiership It doesn't get much bigger It really really doesn't For both teams Um Listen, I, th- I think Motherwell need a need a win today. Um, I really, really do. As you said, you know, St. Johnson on a real bad run of form, only four points ahead of them in, in the league table. I don't think anything other than the draw is going to probably be accepted um, by by the fans. You know, I don't think they'll be happy at all. Same with, with St. Johnson, you know, Callum will be in that dressing room saying to his players, this is where we turn it around. You know, this is where we get a win. We're capable of doing it. You actually look at their team and there's some very, very good players within that. So... You know, I wouldn't want to be either manager in that game if I'm totally honest with you, uh, Gordon. Six-pointer at the bottom. No doubt, Kilmarnock against Dundee United. They are 12th and 11th, respectively. They are both on 20 points, albeit Kilmarnock have played one game more uh, than United. The team lines are in for that one. And remember, Kilmarnock, a, a real shock, surprise, I think, last night when they announced that Kyle Lafferty was leaving. A very short statement to say it was with regret, but... It was mutual consent I don't know if there's a contradiction there Or I'm being um, I'm being pernickety Walker and goals Mayo, Taylor, Wright And Chambers The back four Armstrong, Donnelly Polworth, McKenzie The midfield Vassell and Doidge Up top Remember Ollie Shaw Was also Moved on to Barnsley um, As well So that's an interesting lineup there As for Dundee United No team made Fewer January signings Would that be right Producer Callum Sorry to remind you Made one along with St Johnston Tony Watt went to St Mirren Another big piece of of news Birigiti, um In goals They've not made it easy for me They've not lined it up in shape order But roughly Mulgrew Graham and Edwards as centre backs uh, Liam Smith and Freeman Would be the full back Or the wing backs if you like Jum McGrath and Levitt I guess In midfield uh, Middleton and Fletcher In attack That's another massive game isn't it yeah, it is um, a huge, huge game. As you said, they you know Lafferty and, and Ollie Shaw both leaving Kilmarnock. But you've got Vassell up front, a player that I've played against a few times in England. He's, he's a real handful, a real kind of target man. And if they can get Deutsch back to his best, you know, crosses in the box and he can be a threat. But for me, I, that scheme's a Dundee United win for me. Um, you know, I think Liam Fox has got them playing extremely well. He's, he's kind of making his stamp on things now. But again, that's a game that they need to win because he wants to start climbing the table now. Both sets of fans turn up to that one Underwhelmed by the transfer business probably Is that fair? Yeah. Or the deadline day business anyway Yeah definitely of the deadline day business I think um, Kilmarnock fans are probably worried More than the Dundee United fans Dundee United for me are picking up They're starting to play better They're, they're now picking up points as well They're the horrendous start to the season It's took them a while And Liam Fox now has made them a hard team to beat But they're also scoring goals um, Whereas Kilmarnock lose players and don't replace them I know they've brought in Vassell who I agree with Marv does look very good looks looks a handy player very good size can get about the pitch but is he going to score the goals that's the question mark because Kilmarnock have really really struggled to, to get goals this season so 
I agree with Marv. I fear for Kilmarnock tonight. I think um, Dundee United could get the three points. Yeah, 4 0 victory when the sides met at Tannadice, of course, not so long ago. What a night we've got, honestly. Strap yourselves in for guaranteed drama. That's one thing Scottish football always provides. Five big fixtures. We'll go back to some of the grounds next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kick-off is fast approaching five massive fixtures in the Scottish Premiership We had one last night of course a share of the spoils between Ross County and Hibs Let's go back to Celtic Park for the visit of Livingston Get a build-up there with Andrew McLean Yeah, I was going to say I hope we're in for a good night of football here but I'm not sure Livingston will be thinking the same They'll aim to frustrate Celtic stop them from playing their game and make it stuffy as they attempt to get something tonight. But Celtic have shown just how hard they are to stop. And if they do get an early goal, they'll keep on pushing and keep on pushing. And if they don't get an early goal, they'll push to the very end to make sure they get all three points in this game. Maybe a performance to look out for. Matt O'Reilly just won the start in the last five for him after being so key for them last season. He'll be keen to impress, especially with Aaron Moy in such good form. And Joel Nubley back on the bench for Livingston after eight games out injured. Will he be able to make an impact later on in this game. I'll just recap the teams for you. Joe Hart starting in goal for Celtic. The back four, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfelt and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Rio Hatati. The front three, Dyson Maida, Jota and Kyogo for Livingston. Shamal George in goal. The back five, Nicky Devlin, Ayo Obelai, Jack Fitzwater, Morgan Boys and James Penrice. The midfield four, Stefan Omionga, Andrew Shinney, Jason Holt and Scott Pittman. Bruce Anderson, the lone striker for them tonight the referee for this one is Nick Walsh and the VAR here at Celtic Park or at Clydesdale House I should say is Colin Stephen uh, it's true what Andrew McLean says they thought that Matt O'Reilly is just going to get a wee shot in the team get brought in as you know part of a squad rotation you wouldn't have said that a few weeks ago would you? No you wouldn't have and I think we had a debate before didn't we whether him or Aaron Moy was going to start a game and actually O'Reilly got the nod um, but listen it's, it's brilliant to have those sorts of players within your squad he's, he's still a young man you know, only 22 years of age so at times his form's going to dip because he's you know, still growing into kind of his experienced days but you know, what an actual player to come into it but these first 15 minutes for Livingston are absolutely vital you know what a Celtic team that that is and they can blow you away very very early so you know Livingston need to mm. hang on to them early doors quick recap of teams at Pataudry Dave Galloway yeah it's uh, Lewis in goals for Aberdeen and McCrory Pollock McDonald and Hayes at the back Ramadani and Shinny the sitters then further forward Kennedy Clarkson and Duke with uh, Majowski up top uh, the subs Ritchie Barron Markenday Mislovich Watkins Coulson Duncan Babbage and uh, Rob St Mirren, Carson in goals, back three, Fraser, Gogic and Dunn, midfield Strain, Kilty, Bacchus, O'Hara and Tanzer with Grieve and Main up top. The subs, Erminski, Richard Taylor, Flynn, Watt, Small, Jemison, Offord, Fraser Taylor and Declan Gallagher. Looking forward to that one, interesting to see how the Aberdeen fans react to everything that's going on. Uh, at the club, let's go back to Tynecastle and take us up to kick off with Gabriel. Yes, thank you, Gordon. A huge game here. There's a little light show just going on at Tynecastle, and what an atmosphere it always is here in the capital under the lights. Hearts, the hosts, are in fine form. You can tell Robbie Nielsen 
fancies his chances here, named quite an attacking lineup. He wants to take his side to the next level, and that involves wins against Glasgow's big two. It's a huge game for Michael Beale and Rangers as well. It's one of his toughest tests yet. He's passed nearly all of them so far with flying colours. Give you a quick recap of the team news. Let's start with the hosts. Five changes for the Jambos. Atkinson, Devlin, Kiyomotsu, Oglu, Oda and Humphreys all drop out. Uh, the team we think is a 3-4-3 formation, but it'll be fluid as ever uh, with Hart. Sander Clark is in goal. A back three of James Hill, Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley. We think it'll be Josh Ginelli right wing back with Toby Civic pushed into midfield alongside Robert Snodgrass. Alex Cochran will be on the left. Barry Mackay and Lawrence Shank will be up top along with Garan Kuel. Keep an eye out for this teenager. The substitutes, Stewart, Grant, Keogh, Atkinson, Halliday, Forrest, Nielsen, McCluckley and Oda. Well, what about the visitors then? The Rangers fans packing out half of the stand just to the right of me. They make two changes from the weekend. Uh, Todd Cantwell and Ryan Jack drop to the bench with Fashion Sakala and John Lundstrom coming in. Uh, deadline day signing Nicholas Raskin is not in the squad. He misses out due to work permit issues. It should be formality and we expect him to be available at the weekend. You can hear the roar here at Tycastle. That's because the two teams have just been let out by their captains. Rangers in their blue and hearts in their maroon home strips as well. Let's quickly go through the Rangers lineup that's just walked out in front of me. It's Alan McGregor in goal. A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom will be at the base of midfield with Malik Tillman just in front of them. Fashion Sakala is off the right. Ryan Kent off the left. Alfredo Morelos leads the line. Substitutes for the Jers. McLaughlin, Jack, Cholak, Cantwell, Sands, Wright, King, Devine and Larry. The referee is John Beaton. Kevin Clancy will be in the VAR room at Clydesdale House. Rangers, as we know, looking to make it 11 in a row unbeaten under Michael Beale. They want to make sure the gap between themselves and league leaders Celtic doesn't extend beyond nine points. But Hearts are in fine form. They've not lost since the last time they faced Rangers 10 games ago. They're flying high in third. It should be a cracking game here. Second against third in the capital. Packed out at Tyne Castle. And the two teams are just lining up and kickoff is just moments away. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Professionally, I'm very excited about tonight. Then personally, I remember just how tense and nervy uh, Motherwell v St. Johnston is going to be. But let's put the, the work hat back on and I think we are set for a brilliant night. Marvin Bartley really should be. Yeah, some fantastic fixtures, like you said, at the top and the bottom of the league. You've got Livy going away to Celtic. Um, you know, Hearts v Rangers is a massive one, but, you know, the Motherwell v St. Johnson one that, you know, your eyes have been drawn to. Uh, I can see in a way win there, if I'm honest with you, Gordon. Great. Uh, you would say that, though, because you're hoping that your dinner's getting made for you when you get in. <laughs> you know where your loyalties lie. I'm not daft. Um, oh, if he's in dinner duty, you know what that means. There's always that chicken restaurant that he visits every single week when he leaves. Um, Cami, lots to look forward to tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive night and it feels like it's going to be a big night um, determining where clubs are I, I'm not saying where they're going to be at the end of the season but what direction they're going to move in because the league's that tight at the moment if you get a couple of wins in a row then you shoot up the league but also if you lose a couple of games like St Johnston have done there on a horrendous run they need to start turning that into, into points if not wins um, very, very quickly but your team Motherwell as well they're, they're in real Real trouble um, Yeah and, and again managers At the moment I think will start To feel the pressure yeah. If they don't start To get wins Yeah I, I dare say that Marvin is the case But at the same time If, if Stevie Hamill Is who he's Alluding to Or whoever else it is Motherwell have just signed Seven players In the January window 
is football that mad you know that managers <laughs> are now getting allowed to sign all these players but if they don't win the first couple of games after the window closes you know they're out on the rear how does that work well we've seen it before haven't we yeah. you know it, it does happen and listen I don't want any manager to lose their job it's just that you know no team wants to get cut away and it is that tight down at the bottom as Cammy said but with a lot of teams playing each other in, in coming weeks and tonight um, something has to give you know and everyone hopes for that new manager bounce but listen I don't want to see any manager lose their job, but I think we could see a few casualties before the end of the season. Right, we're underway in the five games, so we're here until eight o'clock. Obviously, I'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens in the opening stages. Do you know what I forgot? Because sometimes, like, like it's a busy show, and I'm, I keep across Twitter where I can throughout the show. Um, and I only just at the last break clicked onto Instagram, and I thought I'm never that popular. I had loads of people sliding into the DMs, as the phrase goes, and um, I thought, what's happened here? And I realised it's because before we went on air, I took a sneaky video of you in the office, um, slagged your tracksuit, your new kind of the same tracksuit, <laughs> Did you? slagged your um, managerial outlook on life, and lots of people are, are enjoying it, which I'm, I'm delighted about. And I, what I like in particular, you've been outed by a man called Stephen who says, I saw him come out of the gym at five o'clock. No wonder he's always late. You I was left, on time. You left the gym at five o'clock before this show Begins at six. Yeah, where's the? Where, and how I was far here at quarter two. Uh, David Lloyd, Which Hamilton. One? You left Hamilton at five o'clock. Yeah, and I was here at quarter two. What a guy! Lucky, very really? lucky. No, yes, I was constantly checking how long it was going to take me to get there. So it went up from thirty nine minutes to forty six. <laughs> Fine, then, then I had a shower and left. Incredible. <laughs> is, that, is that brave, <laughs> isn't it? It's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, you did make it on time, I guess. But I mean, what, what about getting an early, like, cam? But you and I have a little chat about the show and how it's going to yeah. go and the preparation talking points is for the called, day. This is guy called. rolls in with his 10 litre bottle of water, <laughs> sits there on the phone, to doesn't even fair, speak to us. I thought he might have changed since he became a manager, but obviously not. Incredible. In what way, Cammy? Just. Don't oh, let power a, change you, mate. That's what we don't like. Bit of, bit of preparation, and I'm pretty sure you oh, do yeah. that in your med- yeah. managerial. Mm. Yeah. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking, though? I'm just piecing it together. David Lloyd at Hamilton. Now, I obviously am from Lanarkshire. I happen to know that's where Queen of the South train. You, you happen to tell us that this gym membership is part of the job no I side. already had one. Oh, did you I have one called a platinum one yeah, called, so I, I don't believe that them. I don't believe that no, for actually, a second I've got, I've got a little story can I have 30 seconds so mm-hmm. today I go in in my tracksuit after the boys have uh-huh. left and done their gym session and I say to the receptionist can I have a towel please and she's like that would be two pounds I was like what do you mean do you know who I am no, no no I've got a platinum membership and she's like oh do you and I was like bang just showed it to her you feel towel. powerful, did you? Yeah, I love it. Must Got be great to be you. Can you get me one? I need, I need a new gym membership. Yeah, we can, can get see. me one. Can you hook me up? <laughs> nope. I've moved away from that area. <laughs> but there is one near me, so you might need to try and pick up the phone and pull some strings. Anyway, people out there, believe it or not, actually think the Premiership's more important than your your um, platinum gym membership. Uh, Hatati has one possession, twenty five yards out, lines it up on the right foot, but has hit it well wide in the end. So he doesn't. Uh, usually require too much invitation though and he's found the net on a number of occasions so Livy won't want to give him uh, too much encouragement in terms of Tynecastle a good challenge there on Tillman from Hill a new recruit 
um, in the Hearts back line Rangers have started well though Cammy look lively Yeah they do They're getting forward um, Try to put pressure on the, the Hearts defence And a couple of balls in behind uh, Xander's um, been off his line a few times um, But he's one I could touch on Just for a couple of seconds I think he's came into the, yeah, the squad And uh, the, the team even and, and done really really well Again a guy that sat on the bench I, I kind of questioned the signing At the start of the season um, Where that would take his career And unfortunately Craig has got injured But Listen, Xander's absolutely took his opportunity and he's been brilliant since he's came in. Yeah, Rangers very, very up for this early on. Um, and we said it, Marvin, look, they've come close a couple of times for, or, or there have been moments within games, but the record against Rangers in the last six for Hearts just does not fit with the Hugh Keevan's most hated word coming up, narrative, about <laughs> how tough these fixtures can be. I said it earlier, six wins in a row for Rangers, yep. 17 goals scored, one conceded. And the way Rangers have started, it's like they want to make it 7v7, uh, 7 out of 7, sorry, rather early um, in this game. And they've been quite direct. You know, they've been turning hearts, as Cammy said there, um, going from back to front. But mm. as you said, that record doesn't read well for yeah. hearts at all. Qual looking sharp, though. He's just spun Barisic for hearts as they look to try and, and go forward. Celtic are probing. They've won a couple of corners, but no big chances. Alfredo Morelos has scored. The offside flag has gone up. And now you know what follows. You know, VAR check there, um, I would imagine. Um, go elsewhere as well. Yeah, a goal for St <laughs> Johnston at Fir Park. Oh, oh my goodness, that oh. is... I'm struggling here, I must admit. Usually I'm good at this. Just act professional, just just crack on. It's a big goal. Listen, this came this early, is, Gordon. You can only come dodgy. back, eh? This is, it's getting to the dodgy stage of the season where these things are not easy to take on the chin. Um, so that Morelos goal ruled out for offside I don't think that's been overturned uh, yet Or if it's going at all We are still waiting Gabriel seems pretty sure that it's off But I don't know how anyone's ever sure that they're off Because you never can tell um, No goal, there we are No goal for uh, Rangers Alfredo Morelos No idea why he doesn't just hold Just run, run. It, uh, yeah. Did not need to be offside One of those And he's looking right across at the defender So you're absolutely right He should hold his run And he's in acres of space just Oh to put my the ball goodness the What a dramatic start So St Johnston have taken the lead Nicky Clark back in the team of course Sets up Dre Wright From close range Aberdeen Never rains but it pours Down to 10 men I believe Inside the opening Stages and it's Ross McCrory. Oh, incredible, incredible start there. Um, Shamal George is already being told off for time wasting at Celtic <laughs> Park. Straight out the Marvin Bartley playlist. Listen, that last one. time I was at Celtic Park, I got in trouble for throwing another ball. I was going to say there'll be no <laughs> balls coming on the pitch today. Wow, they restart too quickly. <sighs> Listen, so, you need to level it out, Gordon. The only goal is for. St Johnston And that, that that's a big goal Cammy. Motherwell at home These new signings Home record is horrendous Can't really afford Well definitely can't afford To keep losing these Yeah No listen that, It's a big goal But listen There's loads of time For Motherwell mm. To get back into the game That's the only consolation But they need to turn Their home form around Because at the moment It's horrendous Really really poor And that's Somewhere in the past That Motherwell have picked up A lot of points Is at home And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a long night if they if they can't get back into this. It's a VAR check that's sent off Ross McCrory, so I'm sure we'll hear wow. a bit more about that uh, in the days to come. Not to say that it's wrong, of course. See that tone in your voice? You just assumed that it was uh, controversial. Um, Rangers, Michael Beale will be frustrated, I think, because 
There is no way Morelos had to be offside He's looking along the line The full time as he's running uh, But it is still goalless There It is Goalless um, Everywhere else Apart from That game at Fir Park Qualls put in a Fairly bad looking tackle On Borna Barisic Not even booked though Maeda's just flashed one Across the face Somehow uh, not turned in Jota was arriving Morelos has Scored now though Just as we're about to pack up Morelos has Opened the scoring At Tynecastle. It's been coming You have to say Rangers very much on top Ryan Kent's cross Alfredo Morelos header That's a dream start For Rangers This is supposed to be A tough venue But they keep finding Victories there And they're on their way Rangers in front St Johnston in front No one else is yet and whatever happens tonight We look back on it all tomorrow With Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Callum Gallagher is up next Enjoy the games tonight We'll speak to you tomorrow